0: And welcome to the Tesla Life number 241. Here we are on the 16th of February 2022. Welcome all to the show and looks like we have a new winner for the first person in the chat room looks like Robert William uh, added first uh, this week so uh, nice Congratulations, Robert you get no prize I just thought I'd (laughs) throw that out there right now. But uh, yeah, if you're in the chat room, please uh, let us know where you're from, what city. That'd be nice to see uh, as the day rolls on, as the show rolls on. So uh, send us a notice to where you're based. Uh, well, we'll i you David in Kitchener, uh, and of course, uh, Casey is in the Washington, D.C. area. How are you today, sir? I'm doing quite well.
1: We uh, we had uh, below freezing yesterday, and, and today we had nearly 60, 60 degrees Fahrenheit, yeah.
0: And then tomorrow you're getting socked with a storm.
2: Probably. <laughs> it only really makes sense.
1: At, least, at <laughs> least it may rain to rinse off some of the salt off the truck, the, uh, the Model X. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Very good. Also with us, joining us is Patrick Connor from the Left Coast. How are you today, sir?
2: I'm good. I, I want to apologize to everybody for not breaking in during the intro <laughs> with some smart remark. Because... Uh, I realized as the intro was rolling that the sound wasn't coming into my headphones. It was coming out the speaker and that, that I was going to have all kinds of feedback and problems if I didn't fix that before the show started. So that's what I spent my 30 seconds on instead of coming up with something. I thought
0: you were letting one week slide, Patrick. I no, really
2: no. I, I was all ready to jump in there. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so it was behind say, oh, the scenes.
0: Technical uh, scramble trying to get That's things right. working. Yeah. So I appreciate uh, the attention to
2: quality over, over quips. <laughs> <laughs> yes, quality <laughs> over quips. Yes. <laughs> That's funny because it rhymes because you know we're all about that here. We, we're on a mission to end the mission. <laughs> we're all about that. Yes. <laughs> we Absolutely. Want a future free from fossil fuels. Any alliterations? Fun time. <laughs> <laughs> fun times, maybe. Fun times having a
0: future free from fossil fuel. There you go. (laughs) Well, let's get rolling. We got a ton of news. uh, Nothing surprising there. Um, First story this week is about the Gigafactories. Unfortunately, Gigafactory Berlin production has gotten pushed back again with bureaucratic delays, it seems. Uh, They have uh, decided that uh, they're thinking it's going to be March now. Uh, before they get into a production, uh, there has been pushback from the the government authorities about getting votes uh, finally done, getting final permits uh, submitted. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I I I don't get it. We're we're far into where I thought both of the gigafactories would be up and running at this point. We are now what mid of mid February. I thought uh, end of uh, January would be the latest uh, based on, you know, what things were looking like. Uh, and we have another story about uh, Gigafactory uh, Texas a little bit further into the uh, show. But uh, all the Berlin has, Berlin yeah, this has is a been a, show, man. Dis- a disappointment. <laughs> it certainly has been a disappointment uh, in uh, them getting rolling. Uh, we know that they've produced a, a number of uh, batches of vehicles and the German government approved them to, uh, do another batch of 2000 vehicles uh again for uh quality assurance and such but i don't get it i don't, you've got you've got a factory it's a built yes it has to be built to a certain level it has to be approved that they have made that level but my gosh no one's walking away from this factory like come on let's Let's bend some rules here. Let's get the factory producing, helping the company that put it together and start putting more of these emission-free vehicles into the European market. Um, it's uh, it's disappointing. I have to say Patrick that.
1: Used, Patrick used bureaucrat. It was extremely effective. <laughs> yes, it's
2: a power card. It's OP, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am
0: mean, uh, you, you sure Pat. I am sure Patrick would like to see both of these things up and oh, running. Of course, again.
1: no, I no would. question. But just, but, just text but, us a minute earlier. That's
2: all. <laughs> so, um, I, I know you're sort of appalled by it, but I'm not surprised. I, I'm still disappointed, but not surprised that, that we know that the auto industry is huge in Germany. It's one of their major exports. They have political power. They're not happy with some little upstart coming in and and. Taking over their uh, their bailiwicks. so they're going to have political clout. They're going to use it, and they're going to do. This is probably not the last delay. Um, in, in fact, we should poll the the uh, the people on the show right now and in the chat. When do they think the first customer vehicle will come out of Giga Berlin? And uh, right now, we know it's not going to be February. It'll be at least March, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was June.
0: Yeah. June of 2028. I, I, <laughs> wow! I, I, wow! I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that even
1: even if they get started, doesn't mean that they won't have more um, roadblocks. Even if they, you know, have started serial production for customers, and, and they get to the go ahead for everything, uh, you know, there may be some dung beetle that comes out of the forest, and and then
2: <laughs> then they gotta wait. <laughs> Yeah, or they have to export them out of Germany. They can't deliver them, them. Oh, my
0: gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Texas of, of, let's, of let's Northern pull up, Europe. Let's pull a Texas. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's another thing that we, we want to see Texas start to roll out cars so we can see how they're going to actually deliver them in Texas. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's something I, I, that I, we've we speculated on. Uh, you know, a quick trip up to uh, Tulsa, a spin around and back? Who knows? But uh, that's that going that to be interesting to see. The, the, the,
1: that the best way for them to handle Texas would be to export everything from Texas, and then have to explain to their constituents why they can't buy a car that they just built and buy it.
0: Um, oh yeah. yeah, make them buy the ones that are still being made in Fremont. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd like to see.
1: I'd like to see uh, Wheels handle that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Elon, <laughs> shake my hand.
0: <laughs> Wheels, you're speaking, of course, about the governor. It, it, was,
1: it was a little rude, but he's a public figure, so he can handle
2: it. <laughs> he's been called worse, oh, I'm sure. Man. This is true. I
1: could have gone worse, but I, I, I'm, I am a gentleman.
2: <laughs> Your mama raised a gentleman. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we'll let uh, Casey get along with this next story then. Uh, what's, what's going on with uh, a feature rollback? Yes. So, uh, I don't know that I'd
1: call it a feature rollback as much as it is that the, the group that saddled us with, uh, noisemakers because they didn't want to retrain the seeing eye dogs, uh, because they thought that uh, electric cars were too quiet, but Bentleys weren't. So, um, mm-hmm. somebody complained to the government and they realized that the, the Teslas weren't making any noise anymore in forward. If they had the, the PWS, the production morning speaker and, uh, even worse, uh, you could pick your own sound if you, if you were rolling forward and in the boombox feature. And they didn't like that because, you know, coconuts, farts, they were, they were not, not so civilized enough. And uh, then there was also the folks who thought they were clever and picked a silent pedestrian warning sound. And that was, <laughs> I can't have that. The car's already silent, but no, you can't pick silent. And so, um, but you can kind of... because
2: you can go in and remove the speaker, and you can modify your own car. It's your property, right?
1: Right. I mean, because the whole the whole problem I've had with this whole thing is not not that I don't care for the deaf or the blind. The problem is that uh, I'm still responsible if I hit them. <laughs>
0: so, right? Uh, unless
1: this was all a very clever ploy to shift the blame when you know some legislator runs over a blind person or a deaf person. Uh, even then, I, I still don't see the, how that works. You you were driving the car, so yeah, this is
2: bureaucracy running muck, uh, un, not unlike the last story. Right, <laughs> <laughs> a theme. Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: so for the recall, you don't have to bring your Tesla in anywhere. You just wait for the next software update, and then they will disable uh, boombox mode in drive, neutral, and reverse.
2: Okay, so you can still do boombox in park. Yeah. So it's not totally disabled.
0: No, it's not totally
1: so disabled. I mean, that's, that... that's where it's most useful anyway. I mean,
0: it was fun mm-hmm.
1: in the other modes. but
0: what, what about driving with the ice cream truck noise as you're driving down Ooh. the road slowly in a big residential area? I thought that was cool.
1: So what I'm hoping <laughs> is, that, that, is that in a future update, they let you play the ice cream truck over the... You know, broken static. And... <laughs> right,
2: because ice cream trucks are not running over. Uh... <laughs> well, uh, they, they they do tend to draw children. <laughs> <laughs> they they have a big yeah. gas
0: engine that makes noise. That's the problem. But see, see, that's 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 where you know, Bentleys
1: and 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 Rolls Royces and other large, quiet luxury automobiles are exempt because they have gas engines. But hybrids. So that's why every Toyota sounds like trash because. The, the, the sound that they chose uh, for most Toyotas sounds like it's broken. And every time I hear the sound, uh, like cause there aren't enough Toyotas around here that, that have the speaker, I'm like, somebody's car is dragging something along the road.
2: No, it's a Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if the, if, the really, if the concern is safety, it should be all cars below a certain decibel level have to have a noisemaker. But that's not what it is. It's based That that, that was what what got to me, is that the fact that they were
1: uneven with their application told me that it was
0: BS.
2: Sorry, (laughs) Consigne. I'm down with that.
0: Yeah. So, again, looks like politics kind of played into this somehow. And uh, Tesla was stuck with the noisemaker, even though other cars are just as quiet and not required. So... Yeah.
2: And then if you actually try to make noise with your noisemaker, no, you have to make our noise, not any noise. Right. (laughs) Well, as as soon as
0: they allowed you to upload your own noise that could be no noise at all, I understood that this probably was going to be the end result. I wonder if we
1: could get them for First Amendment violations because there were people who put some uh, questionable
0: sounds on there,
2: but it was their right to do it. It was free speech. That's an interesting angle. Where's hey. the show lawyer? Let's give him a call. Hello? <laughs> <Right>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the the other thing that that, uh, that got to me with that was that um, obviously you know how how it's applied as far as you know it's it's not really a typical recall. Um, I totally forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> well, that's I all right. I,
2: just, I don't, I don't I, like the fact they remember. call them a recall. Well, I mean when legally, they, we need another
1: name for it for these types. We do.
2: Yes, that, that would help. Uh, oh, I remember. When, when you... So they, they, oh, they,
1: they, they, they did every car from 2019, except for Model 3. They roped in cars from 2017 where it wasn't legally required, which is more BS. Uh, oh, if, yeah. if you added the PWS to your Model 3s uh, somehow because you don't have the wiring harness, uh, then you should be allowed to continue to not make a sound because it wasn't required of your car.
2: Correct. They can't retroactively mm-hmm. make uh, a Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, another another the, way we could get <laughs> them. The Tesla mobile service fan has been going around quietly at night to driveways looking for cars in 2017 and 18 that did not have the upgrade. And they're putting the wiring harness in the car overnight just, just because. <laughs> And if you unplug your speaker, he's plugging you back in. <laughs> and, and they can do it, man. they they have the they have the pass to get in. so uh, they, do. they, can, they yeah. can do it if they want. So. I'd like to I'd like to see them
1: explain to Elon how they're gonna pay for that.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> I where's, where's that sit on the balance sheet? the uh, the covert at night harness installs. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Casey has got a Model X, so he thought he would take this next story. Uh, Patrick has one, too, but uh, Casey yeah. put dibs on it first. Yeah. So
1: uh, when we put this story in the chain, it said Model X, but now it says Model 3. And in the picture, yeah. it's Model 3. But I'm going to continue the story anyway. So in Germany, uh, somebody stole this Model something. I'm assuming it's <laughs> Model <free> now. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and there's another good story of, you know, using the Tesla app, you'll tell you the GPS position of the car, and they were able to retrieve it. So, uh, good news all around. Uh, the thieves were able to see so it is for sure a Model 3, they were able to steal the owner's uh, key card, which made it possible for them to start the car and drive away. Another case for pin to drive. If you have pin oh, to yeah. drive and they've stolen your key, they still can't start the car. Unless I was wondering your pin. how they stole
2: the car. Right. Now, now you answered that.
1: Yeah, so the only other way that that would work, uh, there, there, there is a workaround that hasn't been patched yet, but um, most thieves aren't, aren't that savvy. And so unless you've written your password is 1234, oh, man, that's my luggage. Uh, if you put that on the, on the dashboard, uh, the sticky note, they can't start your car and, and get away. So.
0: Yeah, and, Just... and again, it's probably the easiest police chase for a department uh, in all time because, of course, once the person discovers the car has been stolen, They just opened up their app and it tells them exactly where the car is, how fast it's going, if any doors are open. Uh, And uh, they just relayed that to the police over the phone and help the police zoom in on them. Like uh, they knew Mm -hmm. within seconds where the car was, what direction they were heading, how fast they were going, if they were stopping at all, if they made a change of direction, it's all there. So uh, Mm -hmm. again, uh, thieves aren't the smartest uh, people on the block. And, and uh, the more that, uh, you know, as we've seen from other aspects of Tesla, such as century mode and other things, um, they, uh, they're they not learn Not everyone is learning at the same speed.
2: Yep. So, the thing uh, about this article that, that I liked uh, was, what else? The uh, the owner comes out, car is gone. Yeah. Uh, since, oh, well, maybe it got towed away uh, for some some parking violation or something, opens the app, sees that the car is doing 99 miles an hour. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if it's going 160 kph, you know that that's not a tow truck. <laughs> it better not be. So, so uh, w-
1: with that same uh, situation that you bring up the app, uh, you, you, on the non-legacy cars, you can pull up your remote sentry view, uh, assuming you're paid up on your remote connectivity, and uh, and, and, and you remember to turn on sentry mode, but you can still turn on sentry mode Uh, if it was on a tow truck a friend of mine actually did this uh this car was being taken uh, off the side of the road to wherever it needed to be uh you know handle the flat tire uh the view he sent us in in our little private group was um the the light bar of the tow truck looking out over the road (laughs) (laughs) so so you'd be able to tell that even if for you know, even if for some reason yes. your car goes back into an older mode that it used to do, where when it was in park, it didn't care where it was anymore. Uh, the Sentry mode would allow you to at least see where it is. Uh, the, another thing that brings up with the with the app is is once it is rolling, uh, you can't really turn on chill mode and, and speed limit mode. But once it stops, uh, that will go into effect. So you know they will be doing whatever, and then when they come to a stop, and you flip it on. Uh, They'd be limited to say fifty miles an hour,
2: or mm-hmm.
1: something to that effect. You can also then turn on pin to drive. So once they put it in park, oh, they can't move it
2: again. That's yes. awesome to know. Yeah, yes. I didn't think about turning it on after the fact. Yeah, and so yeah, and but I so
0: don't, don't. I you can't if you enable pin to drive on the app. Does mm-hmm. it ask you for the pin at that point, or does it just ask the driver for the pin when the car stops? So when,
1: once once they put it in park, they can't um, then get it back uh, restarted unless they know the new pin. So even if they yeah, I know, but but it's it in
2: then. in the can app, you set the
0: pin? Can you in set the, the yeah. actual pin code in the app? I believe so.
2: And uh, not just turn on the feature. Because my my, my thought might
0: have been that uh, if you flick it on to pin to drive, the next time he goes into park, it will ask the driver, okay. Enter your Make pin, a new code pin to be used. And then he would have your pin. He would have the actual <laughs> pin code.
1: But but then you still can, can t- put in your Tesla account password and, and turn it off, whatever he picked. Oh, that's true. And, and you know, he might not he might not remember what he put. But that's, then uh, <laughs> so, so the only the only way the cops have it easier than a Tesla is a GM a vehicle where somebody's paying for OnStar with the uh, with the slowdown turn on the blinkers immediately function. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: T- are you following her- him? I'm
1: gonna blink the light three times. They blink the light three times, and it starts slowly getting down to zero miles an hour. Now they've got a foot chase.
2: <laughs> right, tying our last story together. Uh, if you, if if boombox were still a feature, you could upload a new one saying, "You are so busted! The cops are right. on you. You're going to get caught." <laughs> right.
0: You say, "Hey, cops! It's this one, the blue
2: one." Or You're upload just- siren sounds so he freaks out. Woo! The most connected car on
0: Earth. <laughs> And so, and so a major. This, is,
1: this goes in uh, a trend we've seen with stolen Teslas. They are uh, in the states. They've got like a, a ninety-nine point something recovery rate, and in Europe, mm-hmm. I think they've had four or five that were uh, officially lost. And uh, and that was the case. They put them in a lead-lined trailer and immediately chopped them up. Uh, so uh, it's just one of the most stupid cars you can steal in the world. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Next, speaking of cars, Patrick's got a story about uh, the uh, number of cars sold.
2: That is right. So uh, our current era of EVs started with the Roadster, then we had the Leaf and the Volt come in uh, 2010. And they've been growing and gaining market share every year. And now Plug-in car sales in total are approaching 5% in the U.S. for last quarter, and that is great to see. Um, this is some data that is coming to us from the U.S. Energy Information Administration, and uh, they're using Wards Intelligence as their uh, service here. And uh, so they, they've tracked battery electric vehicles, plug-in hybrids, and hybrids. So. Uh, there's some cool graphs, if you can share those. Uh, the first one is just sales. So hybrids are up to 6%, which su- surprised me. Hybrids um, got pretty quickly up to 2% and then just languished between 2 and 3% for a long time. And it looked like they had, th- that was that was it. That was all the market share they were ever going to get. There was a niche of 2% or 3% of drivers, that's what they preferred, and nobody else. Well. Uh, after 2019 to today, it's, it's gone from 2% to 6%, which is great. Uh, you can see, you can see when the model three came out in 2018 on, uh, the electric vehicle sales, cause it jumped, it jumped from like half a percent to almost 2%. And now it's up to 3.4%. So it's continuing to grow and, uh, plug-in hybrids are one and a half percent. And as we all know, plug-in hybrids are a gateway drug. Once you have that and you plug it in, you get used to having an electric motor and batteries as part of your vehicle experience. You're like, oh, that's that's the way better mode to be in. The fueling costs are cheaper, rides quieter and smoother. It's just more fun, peppy. Uh, and once once the uh, the g- gas generator kicks in, it's just nowhere near as fun. And uh, you have exhausts and it's just clunky. And so, um, This is great to see the the numbers are going up every quarter. And one of the things that the reason that I've been tracking this is uh, I've predicted that this decade is when it's going to cross the chasm. So if if you know that term crossing the chasm, um, it's pretty easy to get a small market share with anything because there's always going to be some percentage of customers that get it. But once you get above about 18%, that's when, it, it breaks through the early adopters, and it can go into the early majority. And and once that happens, you can get into huge volumes. So that's going to happen this decade, if I have anything to say about it.
1: <laughs> well, it already has in Norway.
2: That's right. Exactly. Yes. Um, and if, if we can get that to happen in, in China and in the U.S., um, the end of this decade is going to be radically different than the beginning as far as what our personal transportation is fueled by and how much emissions we have during the covid shutdown we saw clear skies cities that had mountain vistas that no one that uh, has lived there for the last decade had ever seen and they're like wow this is incredible we could have blue skies and clear air and um so so uh i i, I really hope that we can do that again i, I want uh, tailpipes to become the uh, obsolete there was a while when smoking was prevalent uh and, and it sucked when i was a kid at the grocery store at the bank everywhere people were in restaurants doctors offices. on the airplane i mean yeah on airplanes yeah and in restaurants would have smoking a small section, no smoking as section as if, as if the little curtain the, the, would actually the, do anything <laughs> right and some of them didn't even have curtains and the air right. just is gonna what yeah it was horrible and so that has radically changed um so I wanna see the same thing happen with tailpipes. I want them to be the new smoking and go away. And this is especially relevant. Um, I didn't know this. Um, there's a movie, Thank You for Smoking. Uh, Musk has a little cameo in it and he was one of the executive producers, so funded oh. it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's it's all about the merchants of, of death, um, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and uh, it follows this uh, alcohol lobbyist, not no, uh, smoking lobbyist, sorry. And just some of the tactics they use to, to push their agenda, and uh, it it really is eye opening. Um, and it's 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 old now, but uh, uh, there's you can expect the same thing from uh, the gas companies, uh, the big oil, and uh, some folks in the auto industry that that don't want to switch over, uh, want to keep doing what they're doing just because they're like, hey, it was good enough for the last hundred years, it should be good enough for the next hundred years and uh, we don't have to take it. So anyway, these are all good signs. One of the one of the graphs in here shows how many new models there are. And uh, you can see the number of electric models go up from about 100 worldwide in, uh, maybe this is US, in 2014 to almost 500 models now. So that's great because more models mean more options to meet people's individual needs. Um, yeah. Not everybody's gonna be good with a sedan. So that that's that that is a projector of future sales, and as you see this going up, you can expect the sales numbers to follow.
0: Yep, yeah, more choice uh, equals more people getting on board the EV train. Definitely.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: And then um, it's that same vein that Patrick was talking with the uh, with the marketing. It's the same trick they use to to shift the blame for pollution onto us consumers for not recycling even though it was the producer's fault for for making the products that way and uh yeah i mean yeah you shouldn't be throwing stuff on the ground but uh if what you threw on the ground was either inert or biodegradable uh it wouldn't be as big a deal as if it was plastic
2: yeah and And i do have
0: to go ahead patrick
2: okay Uh, individuals certainly play a role but but the policies make a huge difference and so blaming individuals for poor policy is just a way for them to perpetuate poor policy. Absolutely. And if you, I have plugged them on the show several times before there's a podcast called drilled where it's an investigative reporter and she digs into this stuff and finds out some of the horrible things that these companies have been doing so that they can continue with their agenda and so they can deceive you. So they make it look like it, it's they do a lot of greenwashing and, and other things and it's she's got great documentation on all of it.
0: And I do have to point out that uh, this article, which with, with all the other show, uh, articles we point out, will be listed in the uh, show notes. You'll click on the links and, and read as you as you wish. Uh, and not too long ago, I remember when we were talking about sales figures for the United States for electric vehicles, it wasn't even a quarter of a percent Mm -hmm. now it's almost reached five percent so uh that's a big change uh in the past a little while uh before the model three became a prevalent car i remember thinking man this is a really low number not even not even half a percent how are we ever going to get to a point where it's the tipping scale Mm -hmm. but uh Unlike other things, this is not a linear chart. Uh, It seems that uh, it's more of that hockey stick analogy, that it starts off really slow, and then all of a sudden it goes almost vertical uh, and And surpasses uh, the median ground and jumps above it. So uh, hoping that's the case. Uh, Now that we've hit that 5%, I think we're coming up to the hockey stick uh, where it goes vertical or close to vertical. So definitely looking forward to that date
1: and and uh we discussed this on the the sunday chat uh
0: california uh
1: is is a large market in the u.s Mm -hmm. in the world even and and tesla was the number two auto sold there behind just the toyota camry awesome i mean we're talking just a handful of units maybe a thousand or two thousand units and, and they would have surpassed the camry for the year
2: and camry is a lot cheaper so yeah that's a big uh achievement from tesla
0: Exactly.
2: Uh-oh. Did we lose it looks Casey? like
0: Casey's Casey's uh, losing some internet. Oh, he's back. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Our next, story, <laughs> our, our next story, I'm going to jump over, and we're going to take a look at another segment of the uh, auto industry. Dicker factory. <laughs> and uh, let's take a look at uh, this photo that uh, we shared on our Twitter feed, which is, uh, of course, at the Tesla Life.
1: Oh, let's see and, the first uh, good picture
0: of the frunk we've got the open frunk of the Tesla Semi so uh oh, cool. that looks pretty cavernous uh just based on the photo it looks really large um maybe it'll be some of the extra storage uh, for the the goods uh, that's being hauled by the truck maybe they got a little bit extra few extra cubic feet uh, that can add to the uh, storage capacity of the trailer,
2: but Not you can also forklift see forklift accessible, but
0: yeah, or a pallet in there. Absolutely. <laughs> and you can see the, uh, the fire extinguisher mounted to the door. That must be a class eight truck uh, requirement. I would think. I think so. Mm.
1: Maybe not necessarily and, uh, to the door, but you, they always see the sticker, you know, fire extinguisher, and there's an arrow pointing to where it is. In the, in the, in yeah, the, the, yeah, they all yeah. have
0: fire extinguishers, so uh, right. it must be some regulation. Uh, but um, And, of course, you can just see the mirror. It's kind of blended in with the, the window, but it's a very large mirror. Uh, and uh, we were hoping to get rid of the mirror, uh, but, uh, of course, that did not happen. So that is... That is interesting to see, uh, and of course, this facility it's in, I believe, is where they're being hand built. So,
1: I was looking for that. You guys, hearing me? That...
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. For that photo That's to try cool. and
1: get a better picture of that Frank.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait uh... to see these on the road.
0: Yeah, that's uh, PepsiCo still has not received their vehicles yet. Uh, that's another kind of, you know, the the CEO uh, talked about in quarter four how they were going to receive them before the end of 2021. Well, that didn't happen because um, you can you can be sure that PepsiCo is going to trumpet that uh, from the uh, uh, from whatever social media they have. They will definitely be talking about it. Uh, but uh, no From units have ended up in their hands yet. Hopefully, uh, that'll happen this month or next.
2: <laughs> I'm surprised Tesla's not using these to uh, deliver their cars. They obviously don't
0: have the volume. Right, like, you're right. They, if like, wasn't that the plan? Is like, hey, what's the best way to utilize these vehicles? Get them in an actual test roll where they're moving you know, product uh, between uh, Giga Nevada and uh, Fremont. Um, right. and, and that would have been the first thing is is build uh, a charger, you know, roughly halfway, uh, have that available to you and start collecting the stats as to uh, the uh, the size of load you're taking, how much weight it is, and uh, start tracking uh, what the uh, vehicle can actually do with a payload.
1: Mm-hmm. That trunk looks as big as the trunk in our
2: Model X. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've we know that we don't expect them to deliver any any the the, the comment at the uh, earnings call was no new vehicles this year, no new models. The supply chain is still a constraint, and so uh, no roadster, no Cybertruck, no semi. Right,
1: but that didn't that didn't uh, that didn't exclude that 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 Pepsi could have been right, because uh, you could still give them the test units and, and not right. Be breaking the no new products rule. True.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're a development partner, not a customer. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> well, speaking Those of prototypes. a giga of a gigafactory that hasn't slowed down, Casey's got a story about maybe a second one.
1: Yes. So, uh, a government official in China has been caught on WeChat saying uh, that they are laying the groundwork for a new Tesla gigafactory, or a second one, I should say, not a new as a replacement, but like another one and uh the the word that they used translated literally into laying the foundation for the implementation of a major new energy vehicle product such as tesla and uh such so, right hmm. so that sounds that sounds like like they're 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 inviting tesla to come on in because uh the the article writer pointed out that uh, that elon said that they'd be looking at where they're going to put the next one in 2022 so this may be uh, a Texas slash uh, Oklahoma enticement level uh, event, but you know you can, they can then also point out and say, "Hey, look, you, you, we have a track record on our last gig factory here. Why don't you bring it over here? We could use it."
2: And it'll yeah. be open before Germany. <laughs> <So it's
0: good>. <laughs> <laughs> or, I was going to say I was going to say they announce it next week and the week after it's done. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a muddy field. Oh, it's done.
1: <laughs> Hockey Day's making fun of the fact that I'm drinking uh, uh, not Pepsi and talking about Pepsi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, like like if they Shanghai want to sponsor me has, has exceeded. About Pepsi, pay me. <laughs> they've, they've exceeded all expectations when it's come to the building of the factory. The deployment of the vehicles, the production line, the timing, all of that, they're breaking records across the board, like every time. So if there's still demand in China, which we believe there is, because, of course, uh, that uh, plant is also producing some export to Europe as Berlin. We wait for Berlin to be finished. Um, And there still will be some of that, even when Berlin opens, because Berlin's just opening with the Model Y. Right. Uh, where are they going to get their threes from? They're probably still going to come from China. So uh, it's uh, until Berlin can put another line in and who knows how much red tape that's going to be to put in a second production line. But uh, it's, it's, it makes sense with all the records. They're so pleased with uh, Shanghai and how it's performed that. Yeah. Why would you not uh, fire up a second one and, and uh, you know, help uh, help ease out uh, other factories that are still up and coming or, uh, address the market more, uh, even the local market. Be able to produce more, drive the price down, and uh, produce more.
1: And they've already doubled the existing one, and threw in a design center. So, I mean, this may be a case of maybe they've spied on India, and and hey, we'll give you a sweeter deal. Here, here's what we're gonna do. Don't don't give them the Asian, the other Asian factory. You can put them both right here. Right. <laughs> and then don't forget, yeah. Oz. Oz gets serviced by uh, by Shanghai too.
2: Mm-hmm. And if uh, the Indian government uh, is throwing up red tape and China is not. Uh, that's say, hey, you remember Germany?
1: Gonna... That sounds like Germany, doesn't it? Come on over yeah.
2: here. Uh-huh. <laughs> remember yeah. Texas?
1: Yeah. We're, we're, we're Texas of, of, the west, of the East.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Except you can sell your cars here. <laughs> that's
2: <part. laughs> uh, Yeah. You don't have to ship them to Japan and then turn the boat around <laughs> and bring it back. <laughs> <of here. laughs> <laughs> awesome oh. <laughs>
0: exactly yeah. well uh, another update on superchargers uh, Casey's got that one as well
1: yes so uh, we've been talking about the uh, the supercharging pilot where they allow non-Teslas to supercharge in Netherlands France and Norway well uh, in, in, in the, the Netherlands it was limited to 10 stations But as of Valentine's Day, Tesla charging, the official Tesla supercharging and home charging uh, Twitter mouthpiece, they said, uh, non-Tesla vehicles can now charge at all superchargers in the Netherlands via the Tesla app. Learn more at this page here. So let's uh, let's look at this page here. They gave us a FAQ, an FAQ, uh, which explains that, uh, you know, a little bit of the history of the program and how it works. Uh, the pricing is still higher than Tesla owners, but if you subscribe to the program, then you'll get currently the same rates as as Tesla owners. But uh,
2: what's the subscription cost?
1: I, it wasn't it wasn't much. Uh, what did we say? It was like ten or twenty bucks a month. Oh, so okay. if you charge a lot, it's, it's worth it.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, and I like they have the option, twice, you can do it either way. Yeah. because yeah, if you're only gonna charge once, then then it, it would definitely be cheaper to pay the higher rate. But if you're gonna yeah go on like a a, because you know in Europe you get those better vacations if you take it all at once (laughs) then then it might make sense to subscribe for two months three months uh, do your European road trip and then and then come back to your home country and turn off the subscription
0: so yeah that's uh again it, it started off with 10 then expanded to uh France uh and uh Norway and then uh, as mentioned, it just they, they just opened up Netherlands with all uh, locations. Uh, yep. So I'm wondering if it's gonna roll through Europe fairly quickly. Are we going to see other countries come online in the next couple weeks? Are we gonna see expanded um, like a, I understand why North Americans are a little bit worried, actually, not North Americans. Californians, <laughs> people in Arizona, uh, I can see why, because they have such a high percentage of Teslas uh, that they uh, they certainly want, you know, they want uh, to make sure that they're not going to be behind a uh, bolt charging at 50 kilowatts. Uh, right. They want to make sure that they can still charge. But if Tesla has said that they are monitoring the usage of these locations, um and I'm guessing, uh, based on opening the Netherlands completely, that all the Netherlands chargers are being underserved uh, for what they are. So, what I'm uh, hoping we we'll
1: see is that one or two of these sites in the Netherlands is, is California-level busy, and they can use that to, to shape how they're going to do the rollout in the rest of Europe and eventually when it does come to California. Because uh, if they can say, hey, we've handled it, and then they can prove it, uh, I think that you'll have a lot less pitchforks and, and, and torches out than if they just announced it like they did here. It's, hey, it's everywhere. Uh, but like you said, the reason they are able to say, hey, it's here, it's everywhere is, is probably because the data shows that, that the other sites are fine. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they can also include one or two test cases that they can show the world in there. Not that they have to answer to us, but uh, it, it would be reduce the drama if they could do that. Yeah,
0: definitely it would. Uh having mm-hmm. the facts on that uh certainly could be because again where where Casey and I live, uh, where Patrick lives, uh we can tell you that uh from personal use and, and charging at a supercharger that I go to one there might be two other people at an eight uh an eight charger. Uh there yeah. might mm-hmm. be I might be the only one.
1: Um most of our chargers are more than more than ten, but but uh even the busy ones, you get the 80% warning, they, they, they drop your charge level down to 80%, you scroll it back up if you need it, and, and that's as close as it gets to be in full. Like usually what happens is, even if it does fill up, by the time that, that, that first person gets done, the next person is rolling in, there's, there isn't actually a line, except for uh, on peak travel days, and even then, we've got eight other stations within a 15-minute drive, yeah. uh, mega stations, We're not, not just the fours and the eights, and, and so i mean i'm not talking a 54 stall or 100 stall but it, it seems to have been designed correctly around here
2: mm-hmm.
0: but patrick and i have both run into the southern california squeeze uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: when we when we went there on vacation uh separate trips uh we found the same thing It they are being highly utilized in california at multiple metro areas uh yeah. I, I visited san diego los angeles uh, the greater Los Angeles area, like the north end of it, and of course, uh, I also visited the Bay Area. All of those chargers, it was it was more more often you would you would see uh, one to three available spots in the entire charger. Uh, yeah. All the times I was there, except for maybe two, uh, there were you know somewhere about it was definitely over fifty percent uh, being utilized.
1: Yeah, and I've had a taste of that personally. Uh, the only times I've ever had to wait on a supercharger, aside from when I was towing and some jerk would pull into the nose-in spot because they were too lazy to use the camera, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, was, was, was were, were peak travel times. So, uh, And both of them were a cabinet-out situation. So one was a V2 cabinet was out at Savannah Airport in, in the middle of a hurricane evacuation. Um, the getting out was easy. It was the getting back. Uh, I had to wait about six to eight minutes because two stalls were down with the cabinet being out. And then my Thanksgiving situation where I continue to, to, to be embarrassed by my uh, uh, ability to steal a stall when people are bickering about it. <laughs> snooze, I, you I lose. shouldn't have done that, but they weren't moving, they were fighting, and I said, "Yoink!" And um, that one was a V3 cabinet out, so there were four stalls down. So, uh... <laughs>
0: but, yes, but indeed. They been you snooze, cases, you lose, definitely. Right? uh maybe uh those in the chat room let us know what do you think is this a is this something you'd like to see come to north america or not uh let us know in the comments uh in the the show live chat just uh and, and, and let do us you know travel
1: in california you should also answer that before you hell us no
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i'm curious if they're going to have adapters or they're going to have some sae stalls or we'll we'll, we'll have place. to wait and see
1: Elon described adapters and apps, but yeah. I can totally see them doing a, a dual head charger like they did in, in Europe.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I think that would be a great way to roll it out. If it's some percentage that have that, then you're going to have some dedicated to Tesla owners and some available for everybody else.
0: Yeah. Side story, here in Ontario, they started to roll out uh, chargers at a uh, Ontario travel plaza that we have on all the large highways throughout the province. They're called on-routes. And uh, what has happened is they had indicated that they were going to have dedicated Tesla charging as well as CCS and Chatamo, And we didn't really know how they were going to do that. Was Tesla participating? Was there something going on that we didn't know? What it turns out is they bought Chatamo adapters and figured out a way to attach them to the charging units permanently. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and they, of course, now have Tesla cords at all. They're limited to 50 kilowatts, which is what you get with a Chatamo. But uh, in a pinch, if that's uh, all that you have available to you, you'll certainly be thankful to have that at Travel Plaza. I wonder if that's something
1: you can get from the parts department if it breaks, because they don't sell it anymore. Oh, really? That's a good or, do they have a, or do they have a spare parts inventory when they roll this out?
0: They probably bought a whole bunch and have yeah. them in reserve. <laughs>
1: For the copper thieves.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, New Next. Jersey was where was where I did the, the, the cutting, uh, David. <laughs> it was Elizabeth, yeah, New Jersey.
0: <laughs> he's uh he and he's got a, a Casey wanted sign is now at superchargers, so he's not going back. Trust we, me. we turned around and there was another black Tesla here. <laughs> it was a model Y turned into a Model X. <laughs> Next, Patrick's got a story about the other Gigafactory that we've left out of today's conversation.
2: Yes, That's right. Terra, Texas. A carrier full of Model Ys was spotted leaving Giga, Texas. Uh, So now we're all wondering, what are these vehicles? Where are they going? Are they just test vehicles? But then on the carrier... They have some wrapping on them like yeah, you would, you would, would normally work. have on customer deliveries. You so the speculation is running rampant. <laughs> yeah. uh, and if you know where these are going, that would be great. Let us know. So I'm because... surprised to see
1: that coming out of Texas, they still have the inconsistency of some cars wrap, some cars not. <laughs> it's like what? if what... Fremont, it was like, well, maybe it's what line they came off of, but.
0: What, excuse no, me? apparently it's who's working on the line. <laughs> right, That's what exactly. the difference.
2: Right. <laughs> uh, or, or maybe uh, they're just testing out their wrapping. And uh, these are cars that are going to some crash test, but they're going to wrap them just because they want to get the wrapping practice down. Uh, yeah. So um, lots and lots of questions here about where these are going. The cool thing is we know that the Model Ys coming out of Texas have the 4680 cells, they have the structural pack, and now we're seeing them actually manufactured uh, at Texas. And this is really cool because the 4680 is, it's a step change in the technology. It's going to enable uh, a a lot of vehicles, better margin, better performance. Uh, It's what we're going to need for the Cybertruck, the Semi, the, the Roadster eventually. Uh, so this is, this is great to see.
1: Oh, uh, that, that picture credit is from Jeff Roberts on Twitter.
0: Very good. Very good. Yeah, that's, uh, it's coming. We're we're bound to get some sort of social media explosion when the first, uh, customer gets their, their uh, vehicle with 4680s installed in them from, uh, Texas. So, uh, and we know uh, the first one won't be from Texas. It'll be from outside of Texas. But uh, we are certainly <laughs> waiting uh, to hear this. Uh, hey, that could have been the vehicle that was going outside of state lines to turn around and come back to Texas.
2: It could be. <laughs> it <yes>. could be. <laughs> They're
0: testing that out to see if it's worth their effort. Because <laughs> I, I would think I would think, as a media campaign for Tesla is, is why would you not have a uh, a little bit of a ceremony where the first dozen cars are given to customers or something like. Uh, it, it's yeah. free media. The, it, everyone would Dude, eat it Oklahoma, up. Oklahoma
1: Just rub their yeah. nose in it. Hey, yeah, sorry, exactly. we
0: would have done yeah. it's in Texas, but it's illegal. Yeah, yeah give,
2: give
0: the residents. That would be. That would definitely rub their face in it. That, definitely. <laughs> Uh, ah we're not looking to make trouble here not at all (laughs) oh yeah we are we're we're, we're mischievous little some some feathers
2: need to be ruffled (laughs) yes (laughs) patrick's got our next story about space that's right yes uh the internet (laughs) in space the number of starlink user terminals has now topped 250,000 and this is awesome news this is uh People getting on the internet. We live in a connected world now. If you do not have access to the internet, you are at a major disadvantage. And there are some spots where that is just not easy to do. Um, Starlink, however, it's plug in pointed sky. You have internet <laughs> as it should be. So um, this came from a, a Musk tweet that says there are over 250,000 Starlink user terminals now. Uh, The last data that we had was from June that said that they had 145,000 users and a massive backlog of customers. So now that they've made another 100,000 of these, there are a lot of happy people that will be getting their Starlink terminals soon and be able to start enjoying what it delivers to you, like like, shows like the Tesla Life on YouTube. (laughs) So this email has gone out to customers. They've been apologizing for the shipping delays. And uh, they've been hampered by silicon shortages, just as the entire supply chain has during this whole COVID times. So uh, hopefully this is now going to help uh, alleviate that backlog. And the reason I'm selfishly uh, interested in this is uh, the sooner they get a significant number of users online, the sooner they can spin Starlink out into its own company and IPO it and I can buy some stock in it. <laughs> That's what I'm really interested in. <laughs> yeah. So mine is So that of course
0: your... uh, 250,000 uh, subscribers that equates to $25 million a month
1: if everybody uh, was on basic. Don't forget there's yep, premium. If now. everyone's
0: on basic and then uh that also uh rolls out to uh two or 300 million a year. So Not uh bad. That's a good chunk of change. Uh, obviously, they're they're having to back a space program in order to do this, so that's not cheap. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. like they're making any money off of this yet. Uh, but right. you can see that once two hundred fifty thousand grows to half a million, to three quarters of a million, to a million, the numbers go up exponentially. So it's do money. the profits. So, uh, and we we heard about that uh, that. Uh, that SpaceX launch of a number of satellites that got burned by the sun. 42 yeah. of them uh, were pushed back into the Earth's orbit and burned up. Uh, so it's it's not a sure thing at all. Uh, it's, it's quite a risk. Uh, yeah. But uh, it uh, they are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And of course, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a boring tunnel as well. <laughs> uh, so, so mine is scheduled
1: to be here next month. And for folks like me, they're very likely getting the new rectangular dishes that need a hardwire connection, you got to buy an extra uh, 20 to $30 adapter to, to get Ethernet out of the thing, which is fine. But uh, it's just uh, if you were in line like me, uh, an Ethernet was included on, on Gen 1. and If that was something you were planning on, just a FYI, you're going to need to get this adapter if you if you don't want to do Wi-Fi or if you've got a spider behind you that, that does uh, all your Wi-Fi and you don't want to change off
0: of it. Yep. Yeah yeah and our last story of the evening is to talk a little bit again about superchargers and uh, I've got this story Casey usually does superchargers but he let me have this one yeah. and uh, <laughs> what we've got here is a uh, a permit uh, was discovered uh, about a the building of a new uh, supercharger and what I'll do here whoops oh he left. <laughs>
2: Uh oh. Wrong That's button. That's not how you share. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be back. Mark is in time out for failing to share with others.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, he just turned off the the, the, uh, the share and not the, the whole computer. <laughs> there he is. I had
2: a little technical oh, difficulty man. there. Hey. Yeah. Welcome to the Tesla life, Mark. Tesla <laughs> <laughs>
0: Before I was unceremoniously booted myself, uh, was I, was about to sh- I was about to share this particular picture. Us? Oh, okay. Yeah. Barstow. So what we've got here is Barstow, California. We've got a plotted desert uh, that's been marked off as to where the permit exists for. And this apparently is going to be another supersized... A supercharger. This time being built in the desert, uh, roughly halfway between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. In Barstow, Barstow, one of the
1: original uh, supercharger
0: yes, sites. Yes, they already have a supercharger. Uh, this is going to be supercharging the supercharger. Uh, yeah. They're guessing <laughs> that uh, this this could be in the area of fifty to sixty to seventy. They really don't know yet. The permit does not state uh, the details of that at this point. Uh, there will be an update, uh, but they did find that uh, they had the approval to build it, and uh, the land, as you can see from the photo, was being cleared. See, if you live in California, you don't
1: have to worry about
2: sharing Tesla's good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. So, uh, so the rollout continues. Has a sixty-two stall, so hopefully they can beat that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, well, wasn't uh, didn't Harris Ranch get up to ninety-nine? Yeah, they get oh. up there. But Barstow was was really early. I think
1: they were one of the first ten.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, I, I I've driven through Barstow so a couple times, and I think that's the town that has the large thermostat uh, oh. that uh, is close <laughs> to the highway, showing the uh, desert heat. Uh, it was it was over hundred degrees when I rolled through a couple times.
1: But so uh, you won't be getting full V three speeds during the day, then.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well, hopefully, hopefully, again, this is an ideal place to build you know, a lounge uh, to build uh, the solar panels. Oh, and of yeah, course, the the, 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 uh, kind of... the mega pack uh, assist uh, for saving yeah. the energy, storing it up uh, so that they're not getting, they can shave off the peak charges.
1: Yeah. And since you've got, um, if you've got solar, that, that then creates a little bit of a heat barrier. So then you'd be able mm-hmm. to get more of that V3 goodness, especially if they've aligned it with <clears> the wind, <throat> the prevailing winds.
0: Yeah, so uh, keep an eye. We'll definitely keep an eye on it, and uh, follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at the Tesla Life and the Tesla Life Number One on Facebook, and uh, we will keep up on the news stories all throughout the week and uh, keep you up to date as well. Yeah, and uh, we certainly thank you. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up for this video. Uh, press that subscribe button if you haven't already. It doesn't cost you anything. It helps us out. Helps the channel. And uh, that would very much be appreciated. Parting turn, words. Turn that button, turn
1: that button gray if it's red. There you go. There <laughs> you go.
0: Parting words, Mr. Green, what do you got going on uh, at uh, at your channel?
1: So on Sundays, we do if you like this, we we do a different style of this every Sunday for anywhere from one to four hours. <laughs> uh, whenever I get tired of talking, <laughs> whenever you guys get tired of chatting with us, and then I also put up a video this week. I put in a yoke over at uh, youtube.com slash Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y G-R-E-E-N. Uh, I put in a, a yoke in my Model X. Uh, a lot of people haven't seen it in the Model X unless it was from Tesla. And, uh, and that was a fun experience. And it, we did it, uh, took about 45 minutes from start to finish. The video's not that long, uh, nearly, but it's not that long. It'll show you how to, how to take the wheel off, put the new wheel on. huh?
2: Hours <laughs>
1: and uh, and uh, it was a blast uh, coming up. I've got uh, two battery packs I wanted to look at, which I know doesn't sound that on par, but I mean, they're batteries, we're talking electric here, it's you know, green. And, and then, uh, and then I've got a video comparing uh, FSD version um, 10.9 with original maps and updated maps on the editing deck. And then uh, I've got FSC Beta 9 in 10.9 uh, in the rain, also on the editing deck.
0: Very good. So check out Casey and his channel, Patrick. What do you got going on with uh, cars with cords?
2: Yeah. Um, first, I want to uh, shout out to Casey. I, I watched the uh, yoke install, and uh, that was pretty pretty cool. I'm uh. Th- there are some aftermarket ones that are not ugly. very appealing, and, <laughs> and this one was really nice. And uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it. These people uh, also yeah.
1: make if if you have a refresh car. These people also make a round one that doesn't look ugly. It looks really like it belonged there, like like the one that Tesla showed off during. Well, didn't intend to show off. The people spy shouted uh, <laughs> with the round wheel, uh, where you know it had the everything was where it belonged. The shape was a circle, not. Um, trapezoid on top of a yoke <laughs>
2: right yeah, yeah that is one thing that's cool about tesla's a big enough market with enough enthusiast owners that there are companies that can have an entire business just making accessories for tesla so if you want to tweak yours in certain ways if you want lights installed or you want a different type of steering wheel or, or a cargo net or whatever they're all they're all there so yeah. uh, that's that's really cool so uh, as mark part, yeah. said uh, I, I write at carswithcords.net occasionally. My latest story is right here. It's a, a year with the. Oh, look, now I'm, I'm, I'm up top. I'm, I'm, I'm moved up. <laughs> I can touch it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, what was a year with Powerwalls like, and how did it go, and how much money did I save, and, and uh, my experience with that? Uh, you can find that at carswithcords.net. And as always, I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeba.org. Thank you. And uh, did, uh, did,
1: the, did the new feature help you at all with uh, with that? Or did you already have it done before? Uh... What uh... Uh, What do you mean? The uh, the charging history
2: feature. Oh, oh, no. I was done before the charging history thing came out. That did <laughs> not help me at all. No, it, it'll be much easier next year. <laughs> But but I, I'm a data guy. I love to collect data. So I, every month I I go out and, and uh, I have um, TM Spy and I collect data from the vehicles and and then uh, of course the the solar panels. They uh, you get daily data from that and uh, yeah. So uh, and I could download my utility bills for the year and, and plug all those numbers in. So I churn through all that stuff and gave a nice summary of of all of it. There
0: you go. Looking forward to that with that uh, we'd like to thank Lee Moon uh, for the theme music that we use every week We would like, like to thank you for watching and uh, with that let's get let's get together next week and find out what's going on in the Tesla life. Have a great week everyone Stay positive test negative.